Hello, listeners, guten tag and bienvenidos, and welcome to Uber Cinco, the podcast where we deep dive top fives. This week, our two contestants will reveal and defend their top five ways to procrastinate. They've been spending all week hemming and hawing and dillying and dallying and just scrambled to put their list together on the back of a Wendy's napkin moments ago. We've got the world's first man to win 10,000 levels of Candy Crush, Mitch Brinkman. How you feeling, Hello. Mitch? Hello. Hi, I'm feeling great. Uh, this week, um, I'm doing I'm doing Small Business Awareness Week, and I want to I want to pimp out Stan Costco Sporting Goods in Wapiton, North Dakota, and of course my old favorite, the guys I mentioned weeks ago, Mike's Liquor in downtown Ely, Minnesota. Mike's <laughs> Liquor, go there for your liquor. Mike's Liquor, there. Uh, the start of a good time. Here we go. <laughs> All right. I, I hope they doubled their inventory after get, they get the uh, Uber Cinco bump. <laughs> and facing off against Mitch, it is the man who has never filed his income taxes before April 15th, Brian Ernst. How's it going, Brian? Good. I always get them in just late enough to not get arrested. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If this is your first time in the Uber Cinco den, let us wake you out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we will move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber you will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber stare down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as host, I'm entitled to institute a house rule. Today's house rule is, of course, get to the goddamn point! And as a reminder, don't forget to stick with us until the end of the show where I, Nathan Hennenfent, will give you my Fast Five send-off where I'll rattle off the definitive list of the top five presidential election concession limericks. Ooh, I'm and excited. And before we get started, a quick reminder to please drop us a review wherever you download podcasts and be sure to share it with your friends and smash that like button. If you have a topic or Fast Five you're dying for us to cover, Head on over to bizbear.biz to submit your suggestion and do it today. Don't wait. All right, here we go. No more procrastinating. The time is now. I need your number five, Brian. Number five, I am calling the tummy rumblies. This is where you begin eating incessantly because if you're ingesting food, you're just keeping yourself alive. This is a necessity. Even if it's a snack food, this is still fuel for the brain that will make the task you're setting aside benefit, okay? Mm-hmm. This is finishing the family size bag of sour cream and cheddar ruffles by yourself since you've already met it halfway through. Commit, damn it. And deciding to have a Pop-Tart for the first time in years because that recaptured childhood makes for time well spent before starting your to-do. You need food. Just do it before your thing and it all be okay. You got to satisfy the tummy rumblies and keep finding new food in the cupboard before you move on. Are this you eating a- this bag of chips at the computer when you're about to write the paper? Is yes. That where you're eating? Okay, of course. Okay. And then you, and then 
oh shit, the bag's empty and my fingers are dirty. So now I have to go downstairs to the kitchen, throw it away, wash my hands. Oh man, I'll chew on this apple for a little bit. Oh, what's in the freezer? I'll eat this uncrustable that's covered in protective ice and Maybe I'll eat that fudgicle that's been sitting there for a while too. And then, ah, oh man, but it's dinner time. We should probably cook something up. I'll get up to that paper in a minute. This is also a distant cousin of like the, uh, if you're in college to do a term paper, it's like, well, I got to get on the, the right, exact right mix a cocktail of Adderall, caffeine and uh, white wine uh, spritzers or whatever, you know. I'm not going to drink that much because I need to be focused, but I mean, I'm definitely not going to drink because I'm, I'm 19 years old and I'm in college. So, yeah, but I, I need to, I need to be functioning just right. And then if I overdo one, that means I've got to, the only thing I can do, I'm running out of time. So I can't wait for it to wear out. I've got to balance it out with the other. So exactly. Yeah. You got to eat, man. It, it, that is true. I think the, the greatest, um, uh, tasks to do in this situation are always those that those you can convince yourself they're good for you right obviously like Mm -hmm. it's necessary it's not just you're killing time but like if i don't do this i won't be healthy or you know or i won't be able to to live function is in in your case i will literally starve to death if i don't have a a twinkie right now Mm -hmm. but the the real problem is usually just I won't be satisfied unless I do this. It's not a, it's not really a necessity, but I'm like, I need to be satisfied with this salty or savory or sweet craving. Then I will finish this open heart surgery that I'm in the middle of. Have you ever ate so much that then you were too full to do the paper? Oh, uh, I'm sure I have. I probably yeah. passed out and <laughs> took a nap and forgot. So. <laughs> But I, I eventually did it later and I got it done. It's sure. it's, per, it's procrastination. It's not avoiding. It just, it will get done. Just not right now. Oh, so you're, so this you're like the paper's due on Wednesday and this is Sunday night. Oh no, this is Wednesday at five o'clock. Oh, okay. 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 Paper's not due till midnight. Got it's it. now 1115. Paper's got to get done. Yeah. Submit, submit at 46. Yeah. Hit that button and then you're in. Yeah. And then you're in. Yeah. And you I get mean, an that, A. So it's like, what's the point? Why did you have to do it earlier? I love I love how we're still talking about uh papers. <laughs> I haven't been in college for eleven years. I know, years. this is just this is what Mitch brought up. It was just it has to be a paper, apparently, in this scenario, but I mean, I've avoided more adult things by just eating too. <laughs> like like commitment. Oh, <laughs> dealing with the death of your grandfather. Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't have time to go to the wake. I had to finish the microwave popcorn. I, what? <laughs> I eventually went and I also missed all the annoying relatives that weren't there. I got to pay my respects and be full. Sure. Procrastination is the way. Sure. All, all right. Well, uh, Mitch, what is your repost? I need your number five. Mine, mine is is one that uh, everyone across the world gets this, especially those who consider themselves uh, uh, capable uh, at any amount, I would say, and that is giving yourself deadlines. Mm. And these deadlines always get get you know closer and closer and closer and shorter and shorter and shorter. So at first, you know, you're, you're doing something you actually really enjoy, whatever that is, like watching movies. You know, maybe you're uh, watching some Netflix, playing a video game or something, or, you know, uh, drinking with your friends or something, What like wh- whatever it is, or making a movie, whatever it is. Then you think, okay, I, I've got six hours to do this project. That's actually too much. I, 
I can do it in three. And this will actually help me sharpen and my skills will get better. And that three hours, you're like, you know what? Who am I kidding? I can do this in two and a half. And then you take a really long trip to the bathroom with your phone. And then you're like, you know what? I think an hour and a half is all I need, you know? And then maybe you get a little hungry. Sure. But then an hour is left and you're like, this is it. Let's go. And you start it. And then you realize, shit, I needed four. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you how often I've said in my brain as I'm, you know, uh, exploding cars and flying planes on like Grand Theft Auto, if you will. And just being like, you know what? I can, I can do my laundry. I can repaint my bedroom, do all the dishes and cook a four course meal. That'll take me two hours. Cause I can do all those kind of at the same time. I think uh, I'll just play for another hour and a half and that's it. That's it. And then I'll stop. Um, and it never works. It never happens. <laughs> uh, but I will say the less time you give yourself normally, the more it does sharpen your your focus. But that only works, of course, with tasks or things you're doing that you know how to do front to back. Like, you know, if you give yourself two hours, like read a whole chapter of a textbook and then talk about like European banking policy, like during, uh, you know, the the Industrial Revolution, probably not going to happen. That's going to be more difficult. Um, But, you know, I I think that uh, we always we always think we're more powerful than what we are. Um, and on those days when I give myself all the time I need, I, I just say, I'm going to take the whole day and I'm going to do these tasks. It normally ends up taking six hours. And then I go, why the hell didn't I do that faster? And then it's kind of that thing. You're like, oh, yeah, that's how long those things take. Um, so. <laughs> right. I. But. That was uh, oh, that was a beautifully eloquent description. I, c- I can say that I've seen this firsthand in your real life as oh, what? you and I, Come on. <laughs> you and I being roommates. I remember. I remember we were we were playing a couple uh, a couple spirited rounds of of FIFA and you had some you had a paper due and mm-hmm. back to the papers this is going to be I guess we've clearly never matured past age 22 <laughs> so that's where we're stuck. I mean, Fine. I mean college is the best example of procrastinating. <laughs> yeah. so I think it's going to come up more and more. So. Yeah. But, but we we were uh, I I bowed out cuz you're like yeah I, I really got to get some work done. It was I I, I went into my my room in the apartment we were sharing at the time, and I was I was starting to drift off into dreamland. And then I I heard the opening notes of the soundtrack of Red Dead Redemption coming from the living room. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh. And uh, and I, I probably got an extension on the paper because I said like you know my the internet went out or something or we had a power outage or something like that. But uh, and this all stems from my theory that I believe Mitch is a time optimist. You're never late. You're never procrastinating. You're just a time optimist. You think yes. it will happen in this period of time and you will get it all done no problem. And I heard my friend Kristen call herself this once. She was just like, "I'm not late. I'm a time optimist." And I'm like, that f- explains. People who are late all the time consistently and people who are got the over ambition to fit as much as you can into the hours of the day. And you've always, you've always been, I think I've heard you say on several occasions too, I'll, I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Oh yeah. Yeah. You you maximize every hour. I I never look forward to going to sleep. It's like, well, my body is shutting down now, so I have to go get some rest. Um, The only time I'm excited to sleep is when like the next day, you know, I'm like going on vacation or like we're shooting something the next day. Something where like I, you know, other than that though, it's just a normal day. It's ah, well, who cares? But ah, what? What's going yeah. on? 
I feel oh, yeah. like I, I, I get this. Your number five happens whenever I have to render something. When I'm ever mm-hmm. I'm exporting something from the computer, I become push the deadline, push the deadline until mm-hmm. especially when you get for the nerdy people who are listening, a very complicated like After Effects file. There's text, but then there's something moving in the background. You're like, well, if I let the whole thing go, it's going to take two hours. But if I render out 10 seconds of the background and loop it and then just put the text on top, I can get this done in 10 minutes. And I start playing this with myself. I'm like, okay, I can get that done now to get this uploaded in time. So I feel like I've definitely been there uh, in the nerdiest of aspects. All right. Well, I will procrastinate no further and I will score this round. Thank you. Uh, Brian, the, uh, the, the call of bodily functions is, uh, completely necessary. And so I've definitely fallen prey to that. So I'm going to give you two points. And then Mitch, that was uh, beautifully delivered and absolutely universal, I think. And you portrayed it in a, in a very vivid way. And I'm going to give you three points. Thank so you very much. Thank we will you. head on up to round number four, Brian. Blow me to the moon. <laughs> Nathan, with pleasure. Uh, comfort entertainment I have as number four. Entertainment that's comforting. So I call this the the one more episode effect. This is the rewatching of The Office for me, Entourage. Parks and Rec, it's always sunny. It's easy to lose what was supposed to be an ambitious Sunday to one of these shows because you're just in the mood for it. And I praise Netflix for giving me the passive aggressive warning. Are you still watching after three episodes? Cause sometimes I need that. And the best reason for that is when you fall asleep with Netflix on, you're watching a show or a series, it will automatically turn everything off because it's just like, I've hit three episodes. We're done. We're there. There are times where you leave HBO on and you wake up at 4.30 in the morning and you're a season and a half deep in South Park and Randy's <laughs> yelling and you're like, where the hell am I? <laughs> and why am I so far ahead? This is nuts. So Hulu and HBO don't stop and they are just enablers at this point. And I just, sometimes I can't with them. And especially when something I love leaves Netflix, I know I'm going to lose more time in my life because mm-hmm. it's moved to a platform that won't be able to but encourages encourages me to procrastinate. I should say. I've definitely done the wake up a season and a half later thing a couple of times, and the, my first reaction when I was waking up is like, "Oh, I'm a time traveler." All right, <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then it, it dawns on me, and then and then it's so frustrating to try and go back and figure out exactly where you were when you fell asleep, and then you go back and you're like, "Oh, I didn't see this," but then a couple of scenes you're like, "Oh, wait, no, I definitely do remember this." Yeah, uh, and it's. It's this kind of comfort entertainment that keeps me from catching up on the things I should be watching stuff that I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch that eventually. Oh, I'm going to start that new show because like you, I hate that feeling of when I fall asleep, excuse me, on something that I want to watch. I have to remember where I was. I know people who fall asleep to podcasts. Like I couldn't do that. I like listening to every word, especially if it's a story. Like well, how no one's you... ever fallen asleep to this podcast. Surely. Hell no, you can't. <laughs> no. Wake up. Oh, we <laughs> Uh, yeah, falling asleep to that or something that you're really engaged in, like documentaries or whatever. It's just like you can't get back to where you were. You want to pay attention. So I retreat back to this comfort entertainment type stuff I've seen over and over animated movies, these kind of serialized comedies. And then you're like, oh, 
I could have been watching something new and I keep procrastinating and pushing those down the road. But say lovey. I was just about to ask why if if you're not uh locked into these shows, why watch them? Why not just turn off the TV and give your body a better shot at a night's sleep? Cuz I can't fall asleep without the TV on. Has to be on. Ever? Rarely, rarely do I fall asleep without the TV on. God, it's it's oh, a good gosh. thing you were born after the invention of the television. I know. I don't know how I would survive. <laughs> You're like, Ma, Pa, I'm sorry. There must always be a fire be going at the foot of my bed. I'm sorry. Um, and, I, and I know that's bad for the psyche. It's bad for everything. But to me, even if you just turn it down, it's, it's no different than having a white noise machine at that point. Yeah. Damn. Mitch, are you a white I, noise guy? Uh, no. Look at no. him. Look at him. He is white noise. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That was really like a really rude thing to say, Brian. Um, I can't believe you'd say something like that, you jerk. Um, no, I, I, we, we have a second TV that sometimes, as like a, as like a dirty little treat, I'll set up in the in the bedroom if we want to snuggle and watch uh, something. Okay, I in don't bed. like where this is going. Well, hold on, hold on. I, no, I don't use the web browser on the smart hub enabled um, software on the TV that often. But, um, but you know, sometimes we'll put it on, but I always turn it off before I go to bed. I don't, I, I don't fall asleep to it just because I know that like if I stay up on the computer or near the TV playing video games, if I try and go to bed right after that, it's not happening. Like I'm up for an hour or so. Um, I try and get away from those screens for a little bit at least, but, um, see, that's but yeah. the healthy option, but no. Yeah. No, I'm I mean, not. it's, it. Each to their own, different strokes for different folks. Everyone's, you know, yeah. cookie jar is full of something different, you know. So. Well, all right. Well, Mitch, what's what's in your cookie jar at number four? Let's uh, let's see well, what you got. Much, much like Natalie Portman, it's gold. Um, and <laughs> my number four is one of my favorite ways to procrastinate is making sure that I still like every single piece of clothing that I own. And then also making sure that it fits as well. So like this is the time when I'm like, God, I should I should really probably start um, writing writing that new story or um, or like you know a, like maybe sending out some more resumes or something. And th- but then I think maybe I should try on all five of my suits and see and just make sure they all still fit, you know. <laughs> And then also I should try all the different dress shirts I have and make sure each one has like at least three good tie options that also match them maybe. And then also like go through all those pairs of shorts I don't wear that often and see like I still like them, right? They still fit, you know. Um, uh, What else? Uh, Go through all the hats that I have, you know, put them on, look at them in the mirror a little bit, you know, like, oh, yep, okay. If I don't like them, put it in a bag, you know, Uh, maybe bring it to a a donation box Um, or if I'm not going to donate it yet, bring it down to the storage unit. My God, the storage unit's a little haphazard. Oh, there's some more clothes down here. I need to bring those up and you know make sure I still like them. And uh, so sometimes that that can be uh, uh, a bit of a task. And I will say during you know the 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 season changeovers that that this is a bigger task than than in the middle of a season. But I do have a lot of sweaters and sweaters you know, come in all shapes and sizes and they take, you know, sometimes you have to pair them with jeans or slacks or suit pants or shorts or basketball shorts just to get that, that look right. You know, the scary um, part sure about this is the, the exponential amount of permutations that you might have to go through. If you try every hat with every shirt, it's, you're going to be, this, this is something that's going to get out of uh, like, we're going to have to bring in some NASA scientists to see how long this is actually going to take you. 
Yeah, I, I would actually love for someone to write me a computer program to just like automatically do it for me. Uh, that would be great. Uh, but, you know, Nathan, you also know me. I like wearing a button up uh, nice shirt with basketball shorts. Sometimes I just like to go through all my <laughs> nice shirts, right. see how they look. True. This was this was a big tradition of uh, ours yeah. and our friend Steve when we, we lived together was uh, basketball shorts, regular shirt night. Mm -hmm. uh, which is, which is, I <laughs> promise you, more fun than it sounds. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then a big part of that too is it tucked or is it untucked? And I'm always a tucked guy. And right now I'll show you, shirt's tucked right there. Shirt is tucked. So, um, <laughs> the man can back so, yeah. up his talk. <laughs> yeah. So this is a uh, this is this is a big this is a big and this takes four hours minimum. And of course, you know, I, th there's going to be a stop for some snacks, for some coffee refills. Um, maybe I'm doing laundry. If, I, if I'm doing laundry too, and I get into the pile of clothes, oh, buddy boy, I'm, 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 I'm there for a while. So, so Mitch, oh your, your, your wardrobe has always been uh, a talk of my family. Cause one of the first times you ever sure. came over to my house was when we would do uh hang out on the patio, barbecue, drink beers and do that. And yep. you wore what you called a pair of Nantucket red shorts. Yes. And my dad called you Nantucket red instead of <laughs> Mitch for months yeah. after that because <laughs> yeah. of your very specific detail to your wardrobe. And I mm -hmm. wish I had this procrastination skill of yours because I feel like I'm, I'm truly an American when it comes to my clothes because you just love denim, just love denim. Oh, okay. All right. But Sorry. mainly cause like, Americans aren't poor. They're just disenfranchised millionaires. They're like, I will be rich sure. one day. So this is why I am. Every time I see something that I know doesn't fit, it goes into the ambitious pile. Like, oh, I'm going to be that size again in the future. Don't worry about it. I'm sure. not getting rid of this. So sure. my clothes just pile up and pile up and yep. I never do anything about it. And I need to have this skill to take care of it. It sounds like. Well, we're dude, just, Mitch dude. and I are going to have to come up with a hard deadline for you. And then away you go. Yeah. I mean, a hard deadline for something else. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Dude, have me over. We will do a fashion show, a fashion <laughs> show all day. It will be great. And, um, and and also on that day, don't invite me over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll just actually Nathan can just zoom in. He'll just be on the zoom all day with us. That'll be great. That, that'll be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> I also can't wait to give you scores for this round. Yes. Uh, Brian, that was uh, completely relatable to me. So that's three points. And then Mitch, I actually went through the exact thing. I donated two grocery bags of clothes a couple weeks ago when I had something else I should be doing. So three points to you as well. Or uh, <laughs> yes. not not Mitch, sorry, Red Nantucket Red. Uh, I meant to say. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Brian, it's uh, your turn for number three. Number three, I am calling New Skill Overdue. So instead of doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing, I'm going to go learn something new because I've fallen down a rabbit hole of some kind. Um, so for me and probably for Nathan, this could be like, oh, I need to finish editing this thing or I need to get ready for work, but I'm going to try and learn the song on guitar instead. Or when I had a piano, I was like, I'm going to watch some YouTube videos and try and figure this thing out. Or more recently, like, oh man, I really got to be doing this. But instead I'm going to go watch this old house reruns on YouTube because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you, you can't, you can't, you can't, 
can't that's be work- amazing you can't be working on what you need you need to know how to install a header when you're making a cutout in a load bearing wall because you got to have a jack or make a jack out of two by fours to temporarily hold the structure while you're no. installing the new studs for the header to rest on so mm-hmm. this is only from the bob vila era i'm hoping oh no i like uh what's his name tom silva Tom, Tom Silva. Silva. Oh. Yes. Minus five points. You're no, Bob, a, this is a you're Bob Silva You're a Silva slut, I guess. He's a Silva <laughs> slut. Oh, so okay. The, he's more of the generation that they've now put on YouTube. So the Bob Vila ones are not there. But this guy, yeah. I just kind of like his Northeast accent. He's always in full a Canadian tuxedo. He's always in full denim, uh, head to toe. And he mm-hmm. knows everything. So I get stuck in those. Mm-hmm. I even watched a lot of those while I was writing this one. So I was like, oh man, which ones did I watch? And I looked at my YouTube history and I rewatched them and I watched them again because <laughs> it God. just works. So usually this, this new skill leads down like, oh, like, cool. I want to learn how to build this one day when I can afford all these tools, I'm going to make this. But mm-hmm. then that leads to, to fail videos, to camera tech vloggers, to hour and a half old George Carlin interviews. And now I am really not accomplishing anything today. <laughs> Sometime in the, the near future, Mitch and I are going to head over to Brian's house and there's going to be an enormous new shed in his backyard. And we'd be like, what, how did, how did that happen? He's no, no, like, no. well, I had to write a proposal for a client. So <laughs> this half, is what happened. <laughs> you will see a half completed shed because yeah, I started it, but then I got moved on to another project. So that's incredible. Oh, that's, I, I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I actually uh, played guitar at a friend's wedding and I had songs I had to learn. And uh, boy, did I finish a lot of short stories that week. <laughs> 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 and it was it was a long night the night before the wedding. I can promise you that. Oh, man, I'm sure. Wow. Yeah. All right. Mitch, what do you what do you have at your number three? This one, uh, this one is a is a I'm, I'm, this is a capsule episode, if you will, for me. This is from a very specific point in my life, and that was college. And this one is just this is just called hanging out with friends, you know. Um, and it's so I'm gonna start you on a Friday. I almost never, I always had my schedule, so I never had classes on Friday. So I'd have homework to do, but like, who actually works on Fridays, right? No one, like so. You're not doing homework, so you crack you crack a couple cold ones, you know. Then Saturday comes, and I feel like I should go to the gym to sweat out some of the beer, you know. And then afterwards, I run into Jason, and he's having some folks over for afternoon porch cocktails, you know. Well, don't mind if I do. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll scoot on over. Don't even go home. Uh, go go right to Jason's house, and then after that, after you know, probably like uh, one or two or like uh, six gin and tonics, then I'm you know I'm like, oh, I'm I'm hungry. I need a burrito. On my way to the to my favorite burrito place, I pass a bar that's got 25 cent chicken wings. And I'm like, oh, okay, chicken wings. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then I talk myself into needing to watch like Georgia Tech versus Georgia college football, even though I don't root for any of those teams. Um, and so I'm sitting at the bar, you know, I'm, I'm in it, I'm cheering. And then my friends are walking by and you know those bars in Lincoln Park, the, the, the big open air windows, they see me and then they're like, Hey, dude, you need to come over to Terry's house. Well, it's not Terry's house. It's his dad's bachelor pad down in Gold Coast with the rooftop deck. And it's empty this weekend, but Terry's dad loves Scotland. And thus he has a scotch cave come with us. And I'm like, okay, let me close up my tab. Hold on one second. So then off to Gold Coast, I go, you know, uh, still with my, my gym bag in tow. And um, 
then it's Sunday at two o'clock and I'm waking up and the sun's coming through my blinds. You know, it's like, ah, what, what the fuck time is it? Uh, but three o'clock, the Vikings play Minnesota Vikings, my beloved Vikings. So I got to watch them play from three to 6 PM. And then after that, I haven't eaten anything today. I've just had water, you know, um, my body feels awful. So I, I want to go down to Mangie's takeout and I'm going to get a Euro and large fries. <laughs> And while I'm there, it's stuffing that down my gut, letting the grease wash through my body and take care of those bad alcohol vibes. Then my friends text me and they're like, hey, we're up at at the at the sexy cool wine bar having a glass of wine to cap off the weekend. Come by. And I'm like, well, okay, sure. I'll, I'll come by for a glass of Malbec. So I do. And they know the bartender. So I get a giant glass and I'm just nursing it. And then I get home and it's 10 o'clock and I'm like, okay, time to crack the books. So I open my... Um, my, my banking 202 textbook before waking up as my forehead hits the desk. And the last thing I remember is the reserves percentage rate for banks with deposits over $100 million, <laughs> which is, I think, 8%. And then I forget it the next day. <laughs> and, then, and then I don't get any homework done. And that's that. Then, and then there's my weekend. So I, I definitely, I definitely lived many scenarios like that. Uh, mm-hmm. both in college and afterwards, sadly. <laughs> um, well, that, so I, want to, I want to just review the different types of alcohol we drank throughout this sure. day. Cause I sure. think we really, we really ran through a spectrum there. I know the last yes. one you said was we closed with Malbec, which is classy. Yep. Thank you. You also said there's some, some scotches, probably some 18 year olds mixed in there. I'm hoping. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, a friend's uh, rich dad, you know, someone who's yeah. got like a second house in gold coast just to hang out in. So, yeah. And then probably some PBR at the at the bars or what were uh, we drinking at the time? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what a pint. We have probably a PBR or uh, honestly, whatever's on sale. If they have any sale ones or or I'll probably just go like a Goose Island, something like that. But uh, definitely beer, though, with the with, with the wings. You can't you can't drink anything else but beer with chicken wings. I think I think one measurement people need to use more often on how epic a day is, is the the difference between the cheapest drink you had and the most expensive drink you had. Oh, I think that's oh. a true adventure. That's how you mark yeah. a really well, memorable evening or day or both. And the, and, and the gin and tonics at Jason's house, I mean, that gin is going to be like Fleischmann's or something, you know, it, it is coming out of a handle, you know, and it's, and, and it's not real <laughs> lime. It's like, gin. Yeah, yeah, it's like lime coming out of the bottle, you know, the one that's not like barely lime juice. Yeah. All and right. then, and of course, and, and beers at home is probably gonna be old style, you know, on Friday night. So. Oh man, that, well, that was a, that was an epic story. Um, <laughs> I, I loved it, but I, you went through a whole day in college with going on these epic adventures and I don't remember my phone ringing, so I can only give you one point. Oh um, my God. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, Brian, you were you were telling us about uh, the learning of the the new skills, which uh, again just super relatable. So you're getting all three points. Hey, and okay. with that, uh, Brian, number two, please. Hold on, hold on a second. If 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 the host is googling things on the internet while you're talking, does that count against you? I guess is that that that's what I'm guessing. Here? If the host so. is googling things, I think you were on the internet. You need to listen to my stories because they're great, and you'll give me three points next time. I, I wasn't googling anything. <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe maybe, maybe it was just a boring story. Attention. <laughs> uh, you know what? Mike's liquor always provides a great story. Thank you very much to Mike's in downtown Ely, Minnesota, right by the the, the Wolf Lodge. Okay, sorry, keep going. <laughs> 
Uh, number two, I'm calling scrollers or being sucked in by the social media algorithms. So I put this at number two. I should have put this at number one because it, it, it's, it sucks up that much time, but I'll defend that in my number one anyway. These are the biggest waste of time, especially since it doesn't give you anything other than the short-term reward. This is like if, if you got a craving, you go eat McDonald's real quick and then you just feel terrible after it. This is the exact same effect. And I went through on my phone and whatever this new version of iPhone is, it tells you how much time you've spent on each of these apps. And I looked at the average of last week and it is embarrassing. So these are real numbers from last week. I spent over 10 hours on TikTok, six hours on Facebook and an hour on Instagram in, in one, one day, one week. Oh, oh, thank God. Oh, no, man. this was last week. But if you put that together, that's about for TikTok. That's about 90 minutes at night. Just say laying in bed like you got to bed, just sitting there looking at whatever. And then you get to it and just sucked in. Like, I got to get rid of this thing. Like I can't yeah. I can't be doing that anymore. So, yeah, this is my confession that I'm putting out there that in 30 years, no one will ever know what TikTok is. Okay, well, okay, well, talk about like why are you addicted to, to TikTok? What's so good about it? Uh, it's it's literally that it's the short term satisfaction where if they're anywhere from ten seconds to a minute. So if you catch a good one, that's a multi parter. They're like, hey, I did this today, but they have to split it up in multiple parts. Before you realize it, you've watched all six of their parts for the day, and they're six minutes, and you're like, oh, okay, that's only one story. So, all right, let yeah. me go on to this next one. Oh, I found this new guy that like catches rattlesnakes in Arizona, takes them away, and then he releases them in the wild. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Does he have any more? And you click on that and you're like, holy shit, look at all these different kinds of rattlesnakes. I never would have known these existed. And then that leads to a guy who runs a reptile thing and he's spitting out a bunch of animal facts like, hey, this boa constrictor is found in blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, man, I want to know more about these animals. So you click on his page and you're watching all these damn animals that you didn't so know about. So you're on animal talk. Is that where is that your jumping off point most of the time? A lot say? of times that's what happens. Or then you find like. There's a couple of personalities where they're just like really engaging, like high school chemistry teachers. And they're like, blah, blah, blah. We did this experiment this week. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I forgot about doing that in high school and all this other stuff. And it's like you learn something. And that's just the thing. I don't get stuck on the stupid uh, like 20 somethings dancing to the same song 500 times. It's you find sure. these just like weird, like fact based things. And then there's memes of the facts and then you just get sucked into that. And it's the same thing. So this oh is an easy, easy way to procrastinate science teachers on TikTok. I did not know that's where this was going. No, but it's a thing. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to follow them now because now it's curated well, to my liking. I, I don't know. I don't know what this says about me, but the other day. A, a guy I work with who is from England, who knows that I have a strong interest in English culture, or whatever. Uh, he he comes up and he's like, he's like, hey, you know, have you ever heard of this show called One Man and His Dog? And I was like, no. He's like, you know, this is going to sound weird, but I think you might like it. And I was like, okay, what? Well, he's like, so it it went off the air in the eighties. It was on before, like. When it was just the BBC, it was a monopoly. So there was no real like quality control. And he's like, it would be on Sunday afternoons. And it was just um, 
a competition of a guy and his sheepdog herding some sheep. (laughs) (laughs) The sheep would go over the hill and then they would eventually go in the pen. And then they would have a long protracted award ceremony with polite applause. And I was like, I was like, this guy remembered this and he thought of me. I must be such a charming and charismatic individual. But anyways, I watched an entire episode last night. (laughs) It's again, different strokes for different folks. It's just whatever like can suck up your time. And you're like, I'm engaged by this for whatever reason. I'm going to keep going down the rabbit hole. It was super, super fucking relaxing. Um, <laughs> wow. That's, that, that's, uh, that's brilliant. Uh, Mitch, uh, would you like to sure. provide your, uh, your submission? My number two. Well, here it comes. Uh, I, you know, um, I'm a man who likes specificity. You guys know that about me. Very true. I like, I'm a man who likes things a certain way. So number two makes sense. And that's organizing. Uh, the time is now for me to go page by page through all the writing notebooks I've used over the past decade, but haven't thrown away because each is only a quarter full checking to see if I still need notes about credit default swaps from finance 310, or if I want to keep the journal entry about running a stranger's cafe in Muscatine, Iowa for 45 minutes. Each entry is considered poured over and agonized. Uh, this is also the time when I organize all my pay stubs from 2011 to 2015 chronologically, just in case the <laughs> IRS audits my turkey keister and comes for five years ago, me. Uh, and who doesn't love books? We all love books, especially when they're ordered on your shelf, chromatically and by size. But the collection just isn't cooperating with me, and it takes like six tries to get all the books back on the shelf and looking cooler than it did before. And now I go in the kitchen for a glass of water or perhaps a uh, cup of coffee and the spices, you know, they're just not sitting right. And I'm knocking them over in the cupboard a lot recently. And I think I need to build like a makeshift spice basket right now to house all my flavors. (laughs) And that only takes five minutes. It's very quick. I I find a 12, an old 12 pack box. I cut off the bottom. Boom, it works. It's great. But then I decide I need to wipe out all the cabinets as well. And then so they everything needs to come out and I have to and then I find that there's like some oil and there's some honey places. So it goes from this quick little thing. I'm just in to get a cup of coffee and it turns into like 45 minutes of organizing and cleaning. And all the while like what's waiting for me? Again, again a project, a paper, some writing I need to do, uh some calls I need to make perhaps, uh people I need to reach out to, laundry, it's all there. Uh, but organizing is a big thing. Uh, also, I just like to, you know, you, you go into your files and you take out all the papers and you're like, ooh, what can I throw out? And you're like, well, they're, they're in the files for a reason. You're, you're not going to throw out any of them. You just go through the papers again. And you're like, <laughs> okay, and then I'll go back in again. Um, so what, what's the story from Muscatine, Iowa? Have I, that sounds like something we need to know about. <laughs> that was, that was I, I wrote a great journal entry about it. Uh, it was in 2008 when I was there working on the Obama campaign. And there was a cafe down the block from our office. And I went there to get like a coffee and a scone. And a lady got an emergency call from her daughter. And I'd been there, you know, like two or three days in a row. And I think she'd known my name or whatever it was, but recognized me at least. And she said, I have an emergency. I need to go. My, my daughter needs me to go to school. 
can you just like watch the shop until I get back? And I was like, wow. okay. And I was like, do you want to like, how do I like take a payment? And she was like, oh, well you just, I mean, it's like this, you swipe here and she showed it to me quick and she's like, you open the register here. Like showed me how to open the register. And shit. <laughs> wow. I was like, wow. And so I stood behind the counter and people came in and they're like, can I get a, like a latte? And I was like, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and this was, uh, I had made lattes, I think my sophomore year of college or freshman year working at a cafe. So I made some lattes. Uh, oh my God. I, I, I heated up is... some scones. I served coffee. And they're like, who are you? Are you did you just hire? Like, do you know Mary? And I was like, literally, I'm watching it until she gets back. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And I was like, and they're like, can, do I pay or should I come back and pay? And I was like, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take your payment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so she trusted you not to rob the register, and they trusted you, both yep. both the the owner and the patrons. This yep. story is from like a, a TV show in the 1950s. Like, not yeah. even. It, it was it was fantastic. It was it was a lot of fun, and I ended up meeting like some people that would, that came by the Obama office later, and like. Signed, signed up to do some volunteer stuff. and You got um, some votes because you remembered to make a latte. I Whereas absolutely if, did. If I was in that situation, that just sounds anxiety-inducing. Did, did, did Obama win Iowa that year? He did. He did. I'm going to go ahead and say that you changed the fate of the nation. <laughs> you know what? And I, indeed the world. He, Mitch deserves all the points for this round. He's, that, that's, he's, getting, he's getting three points. There's good, no question about good. it. Good. Well, and and the, the best part about it, the next day I went in for lunch and she gave me a free chicken salad sandwich and she had great chicken salad at that little cafe. So <laughs> That is just... That is the perfect ending to that. That that was the most wholesome moment I think we've ever had on this show. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Well it done. Was, it, yeah. Thank you. It was wow. great. It was, it was it was a wonderful ten days in Iowa. It's ten days. It was like it was like a dream. It was like a wonderful dream. I was never there, but I was there. Also on that trip is when I met I met Obama. I shook his hand, and I said, "You look a lot bigger in real life than on TV." And he laughed. He was like, "What?" And I was like, "That's it." Yep. <laughs> We've, so you've so. you've met Obama. I've met Obama. Brian, you've met a president of the United States, haven't you? Yes. The the hopefully soon to be ex-president. Yes. I touched his cheap suit before he was in office. Yes. He's he's, of course, referring to Lyndon Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brian, I think that you're, you, you pride us with a, a, a strong entry, but uh Mitch just was so that was that was a moment that will go down in the annals of Uber Cinco history. So, Brian, I'm going to give you the, the one point. Mitch fair. gets the three. Totally uh, fair. Brian, it's your move. Number one. Let's do this. Number one, I'm calling the how do you do? I'll come back to you. So this is getting excited to work on back burner projects when something with a deadline is due. So. This is my number one because it is a perpetual cycle that yields good results for doing the wrong thing. Um, this is, I know I need to complete task A, but all of a sudden I have the energy to complete task X. That's all the way down the list that like, man, I really, really, really want to do that. I'm going to do that now when I should be doing the other thing that has a deadline but this is the best way to procrastinate because at least it chips away at that to-do list of things you procrastinated on previously. So full circle procrastination here, and it's truly the only way to get anything done. I do this with a lot of editing projects like, oh man, this needs to get done today, but 
I need to, I need to back up these hard drives. I forgot about, man, I, re- I wouldn't want to lose anything today if I lose power. So I should probably have these two hard drives be backing up right now. Let the computer sit for an hour just so I know everything's safe. Hey, I procrastinated, but I came back and Hey, look, a, a task is done. It's not the right task, but it's a task. <laughs> so well, that happens where it's like, oh, fuck, I need to do the dishes because the kitchen smells. But like, man, this basement needs reorganizing. So a little bit of Mitch's number two is in there where it's like you get the fuel to to light the fire that is the in the incorrect forest. <laughs> this is the horrible analogy that I'll that's, come up with. Was that that's some, was like a Confucius? He was, he's who said that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Confucius. Uh God, that reminds me of a uh, old guy I used to work with at Jewel that had all of those Confucius jokes like in his back pocket. Whatever he was saying, it was like, uh, uh, "Man who fly upside down have crack up." Like that was he would just say these things on a whim, passing you in the hallway, and you're just like, "Why? Why do I need this?" <laughs> so, another way to procrastinate is listen to old man jokes while you work in the dairy aisle of Jewel. <laughs> Not my number one, folks. So this is why this is uh, my actual number one is because it is my perpetual cycle of getting my life done. So that's my number one. The how do you do? I'll come back to you. Yeah. Wow. It, I, it seems I, to I, it seems to actually work. It as, works. as as you are, some viewers may and listeners may be surprised, but you are an adult with a house and a job, so it can't be failing entirely. Well, house I do not own. Let's put that on record. <laughs> I, I knew that, but didn't volunteer it. So <laughs> I will volunteer that information. I am a luckily privileged little man. <laughs> All right, Mitch, uh, our other uh, lucky privileged little man, uh, yep. please provide us with your number one way to um, pro- procrastinate. Uh- for, for, the, for that white noise comment earlier, I just want to make it clear to the listeners, I am taller than Brian, so he is the little man. I'm the big little man, or the big man. Uh, ah, crap. I said that wrong. Uh, but here we go. Okay, number one for me, um, this is not – this is uh, – I put this at number one because, like, it is the stupidest way to procrastinate. And it's almost – I do it – even though I'm the only one who does it, and I don't do it with other people – it's almost become a bit for me because it's like, God, this is so stupid that I'm doing this, but it's like become a ritual when I get on the computer, like to do work on the computer. I'm like, got to go to Yahoo front page first and check the Yahoo newsfeed and see what articles they're fucking spinning out today. Is it and 1998? So, yeah, does, does <laughs> Yahoo news still exists in 2020? It does. It does. And the only reason I go to Yahoo as well, because that's my, that's the location of my burner email account, you know, where I send all my trash, you know, email signups there. Um, and so I go, I have to go to Yahoo and I found like they have the worst newsfeed ever, just the dumbest stuff they put out there. And so I grabbed a selection of headlines. This is just from today. This is not like best of the past week. This is just <laughs> from today. Okay. Snooky 33 calls herself a fit mama in ripped gym pick quote i run to drink wine this is and, this is snooki of jersey shore fame yes and and guys feel free to jump in and comment on, on any of these I'll, I'll leave a little opening at the end of them so in the middle of an election this is on the front page of yahoo news yep this is this is less than like two minutes of scrolling if not uh, okay here, here we go number two citing zero evidence former house speaker newt gingrich asked attorney general bill barr to send federal agents to arrest election workers in pennsylvania 
talk about a descriptive uh, article title. My God, tells the whole story right there. So, so, the, so during during the most hotly contested election of the last one hundred years, mm-hmm. they lead with Snooky. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, and uh, the con- here's another one: the controversies of 19-year-old TikTok star Zoe Laverne, who apologized for kissing her 13-year-old fan. Was was um, she a science teacher and kissed no, a student? Why, that's, no, okay. that's why I don't know who she is. She doesn't do science. No animals right. either. I, I I was curious because I again I know so little about TikTok. I get sent to TikTok maybe once every two weeks by my friend Ross. Uh, but so I, I looked in a little more to this, and she kissed. A kid of one of her fans, but she's also currently really sad that Charlie D- D'Amelio is overtaking her popularity in TikTok. Oh um, no. It's, it's another teenager. And uh and I guess I guess she's been melting down a lot, this Zoe Laverne. Um so you know, there's there's that. Okay, next next headline. Five reasons your computer is noticeably slower right now, plus <laughs> a secret weapon to speed it up. And their five reasons were you're working from home, you're using a VPN, you're zooming a lot, you're watching Netflix in bed because I guess the blankets block the vents and your computer overheats. I don't know. It's it's very stupid. And then last one was you're full of cookies. So wait, um, that, that, uh, your internet's running slow because you're full of cookies. You got to clear your cookies from your browser every now and again, guys. Oh, Don't cookies. forget to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I yep. thought I thought we were reaching into Natalie Portman's gold jar of cookies and just. It was just it was just a, the way, a, a the way wonderful you said coincidence. It, the way you said it just sounded like mm, full, of, full cookies. of cookies. <laughs> Christmas is coming. <laughs> uh, which, if anyone knows me, I will be full of cookies around Christmas time. So. Hell yeah. And uh, okay, so here, next headline is, well, comma, Lori Laughlin is apparently a wreck in prison, just days into her sentence. Um, <laughs> God, well, I, needed, why I needed to know well? that. I needed to know that. Yeah. Uh, here's the next one. Michael Jordan impressed by Vikings rookie Justin Jefferson. And I looked at that one. Ahmad Rashad told the reporter that Michael said to him, a basketball player was impressed by the talent of a rookie football wide receiver. So don't know why that had to be an article, but, uh, sports guys watch sports. Oh <laughs> yep. my God. That's what it is. And then, uh, uh, this one is, uh, will there be a holiday sequel on Netflix? Here's what we know so far. <laughs> and, <laughs> I recently read a really stupid article on Vulture about why Netflix hates Chicago and Holiday is one of the Netflix projects that just gets Chicago wrong. They're, you know, they're like, oh, here I am in Logan Square and it shows it on the map and it's and it's actually like Hinsdale or whatever. And um, <laughs> so like they're just totally doing Chicago dirty in all these shows. Um, you may have heard Emily in Paris said uh, Lou, Lou Malnati sucks and Jared Donalds is the best. And Lou Malnati said like release a uh, press release oh saying gosh. like, fuck that show. But um, <laughs> that was so, what it said. So, fuck yeah, that so show. I did, not, I, I did not look any further into that one. But the last one here is one of this, one of my favorites, if not my favorite Yahoo news headline from the past week. And that is dad slams daughter's elementary school over ridiculous lunchtime rules. 
quote, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I have to know what that is. So I clicked in and it turns out the dad is angry because teachers sent home a note to ask to ask him to have his wife make less fun lunches for their child because the great lunches the wife was making were making the other children sad and jealous. But the dad who had no part of any of this situation got angry over it. So, um, yeah. Oh my. I, yes. I am, I am several IQ points dumber for having heard that story. <laughs> I just want to let everybody know that all the parents involved in that story are eligible to vote. Yep. So that's what we are dealing with. Yep. So, oh my uh, so, God. so that's the little taste of the, of the Mad Max post-apocalyptic garbage slash chemical fire. That is Yahoo news. How, so. how often a week would you say that you scroll through Yahoo news? Uh, I'd say I, I, it used to be more, I keep it down to three now. And, and also what you have to do, if you're ever on there, don't click into the article with, with the left click, right click and open it in a new tab. Otherwise you just like, you get caught in like listicle, can't, can't get back hell or whatever. So, um, pro tip, pro tip. Yeah. Pro tip. (laughs) That is, that is the seventh and final circle of hell is, is a listicle <laughs> listicle that you have to click through. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. yeah. I, although I did get 49 out of 50 on, can you name these comedians earlier today? So <laughs> there you go. Good job. Well, and, yeah. and, and Yahoo I've discovered is famous for like, if they have an article that says 24 ways to reduce like pollen and dust in your home, uh, number two, like 14, 19 and 24 will all be the exact same thing. Just just a repeat of the picture and 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 the and the and the written content that goes with it. And then of course like every four clicks there's an ad too. So oh. or like the the worst I whoever came up with this should be executed by firing squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly a more painful method, but it's like uh top 20 uh ways to I I don't know skin a cat whatever and it's like number six is unbelievable and suddenly yeah. you open it and it's like oh this is Liz's stupid list but i gotta hang on for number six but also uh. number six is unbelievable why isn't it number one? Oh man okay i digress <laughs> i'm gonna get i'm gonna blow my top here i need to give some scores here no more procrastinating from the host i need to score yeah. this number one round uh brian uh with your uh your tale of procrastinating but having uh, a positive a positive outcome at the end. Uh, you covered some ground that we'd already covered, so I'm going to dock you a point. But since it had a positive, uh, happy ending, I'm going to give you two points. And uh, Mitch, that was a weird, wild journey you took us on. Um, I learned something about you. I learned something about the internet. Uh, I'm going to give you another three points. And the tally at the end of the day is Brian with 11. Mitch with a virtuoso performance has 13. You are today's winner. Lucky 13. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I, I just want to thank um, the the great, incredible voters uh, of, 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 the, of, of the Midwest, a.k.a. Nathan. Thank you for voting for me over and over and over again today and, uh, and making me today's uh, winner. And uh, I w- would love to hold this title for at least four days, maybe eight days. Who knows? Um, and uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. And hey, cheers again to uh, Mike's Liquor in Ely, Minnesota, giving me the fuel and the courage to win. Thank you, Mike. 
All right. Also, a quick note uh, to our listeners. If you have not checked out our website, ubkstudios.com, and you want to see us explore the theme of procrastination in film form, we do have a short film called Procrastinator, which we are very proud of. Please go check it out. Uh, All right. That leaves us with the Fast Five. And that is the top five presidential election concession limericks. One of the great pillars of our democracy has always been the peaceful transition of power from one admission administration to the next. And the seal of trust between the two parties is traditionally sealed by the loser of the election delivering a concession speech, which is required by a little known clause in the Constitution to be stated in limerick form. And here's not just five. We have five legal limericks and then one illegal one that arrived after midnight. But I don't <laughs> want right. to deprive you of this. So please, you're going to get please. all of them. Number five. 1992, George Herbert Walker Bush conceding to William Jefferson Clinton. I didn't get two terms, just one. Lost to a man whose morals are none. Now that I'm done, with interns he'll have fun. But in eight years, you'll be stuck with my son. <laughs> that's a, that's, I'm, I'm not missing that applause line. Let's, let's give him some. Yeah, that's great. Bravo. Number four, 2012, Mitt Romney concedes to Barack Obama. I won Massachusetts, but don't want to live here. Utah's more my state because my skin's clear. Binders full of women. I won't support Yemen. I guess I'll go not drink a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. That's another thing. That's Good job. fantastic. You, you must be wearing your magical underwear today. That was, you nailed that. <laughs> uh, number three is Aaron Burr. All that I ever did was wait. All it ever made me was late. Revolution I sought, but it's just about who I shot. Millennials will hate me. Just great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number two from 1860, John C. Breckinridge conceding to Abraham Lincoln. Mr. Lincoln, they say I'm no leader, and in this campaign you were on a real heater. But take my advice, never pay full price to sit in box seats at the theater. Oh, oh. fortuitous. Don't touch that one. That's, that's, that, that's another applause for me. This is great. This is great. Number one, 1996, Bob Dole conceding to Clinton. Oh, yes. I underperformed in the election. The voters won't give me affection. They say Bill loves the ladies, but soon they will pay me to sell pills that give me an erection. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. done. And then then our illegal entry that arrived after midnight, but it was postmarked on election day. So we're going to go ahead and read it out. I mixed soul music with passion, sold white shirts for much cashian. I released Jesus. I think that I'm Jesus, but really I'm Mr. Kardashian. <laughs> and that is this week's edition of Uber Cinco from UBK Towers in Berwyn has been Brian Ernst. And from the Southport Corridor is Mitch Brinkman. And I've been Nathan Hennenfen. And as Bizarre Bear always says, slack off today. You don't know if there will be time to slack off tomorrow. Auf Wiedersehen and adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. 
Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.